We're going to talk now a little bit about helping children learn to eat well. You know, this is something that I have struggled with for a long time. Uh, when I was a, a younger person, I was able to eat whatever I wanted. And because I was able to eat whatever I wanted and never gain a pound, and I mean not gain a pound, struggle to put on any weight uh, for a very long time, uh, I developed some bad habits and food kind of became a reward for me for various things, you know, and so it, it really uh, uh, gave me some, some terrible habits, which I have tried to shed, some successfully, some unsuccessfully, uh, but I agree with this idea that dieting doesn't really do much for you. You have to really make a lifestyle change, and I've done it recently in the last six months or so. I've completely changed the way that I'm eating, the way I'm thinking about food, my relationship with food, but I wanted to talk specifically about uh, children and food and getting kids when they're young. There's an obesity epidemic out there right now. And I'd like to talk uh, about how we can sort of proactively step away from this. And to do that, of course, we go to registered nutritionist uh, from leannephillipson.com and sproutright.com. Leanne Phillipson, welcome to the night side. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Richard. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, on. thanks for being here. This so, is such a great topic. Thank well, you for it, speaking about this. Well, it is. I mean, this is the kind of thing where uh, information is truly powerful. And, you know, we mm -hmm. have to figure out a way uh, to uh, really instill the idea that, you know, food is your friend to kids, yeah. but you have to, you know, like any friendship, you have to treat it properly. Mm -hmm. That's such a great way of talking about it, because as you said, it is about your relationship with food. And I think that's the huge piece that's missing when you anyone goes on any kind of diet around, you know, a Whole30 or a keto or a this. It doesn't matter if it's the healthiest thing on, on the planet. It's how you feel about the food. Mm -hmm. And parents, I've got two kids, we model for our children. And I think there's a big disconnect there because a lot of parents think, oh, I'll just eat whatever I want, but I'll give the kids the good food. You can probably just about get away with that till they're maybe like a year or a year and a half old. And then they watch every single thing that you do. And all they want to do is be like you and do the same things. So if your normal routine is to you know, hit the drive through grab your coffee and a donut on the way to, you know, to work or daycare or, you know, doing that thing with your kid in the back seat. They're going to watch that and think, oh, yeah, that's normal. That's what we do. That's just how our family rolls. And monkey see, monkey do, that's going to become their normal as they grow older. Yeah, for me, one of the things that really took a long time just to drill it through my head is that not every meal has to be an event. Not Ooh, every meal has yep. to be really super special, you know, right. once in a while. Absolutely. But you don't have to do it every single time. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. Every family, every dynamic brings something completely different. And another thing that I know, and because I deal with this with so many parents and also grown ups now who can verbalize to me that they have are following the trajectory that their parents showed them. Mm -hmm. So just as you are changing your habits, I deal with those clients all the time. And, you know, kids learning 
at such a young age and seeing, you know, a parent come home after a stress day and hitting the chocolate or the ice cream or, as you said, food being a reward, that is a huge situation. The emotional eaters that are out there and looking for, you know, to try and solve their problems at the bottom of some sort of food container or ice cream or whatever it happens to be, that's not the place to look for it. It's, you're not going to find the answers there. No, and that was another thing that, you know, took me a long time to figure out. Uh, the idea that, you know, if things are going poorly or, you know, I have uh, a bunch of gigs and they're all pretty high stress kind of situations. Yeah. Yeah. And so, man, that donut is such a good little reward <laughs> for, you know, after, uh, you know, after a, a, a day when I just feel like I've been pummeled, you know, yeah. and, and you really... Uh, have to adjust your thinking because for me, a diet wasn't going to work or maybe it would work. I could dump, you know, 12 pounds in a couple of months if I really put my mind to it. But then two months and a day later, I'm probably, you know, going to have a bunch of beers and pizza on top of that and, and go right back in. It's got to be a systemic change. It really, really does. And people think about, oh, yeah, I'm going to find balance. And you know, the way that I that I help adults to help their children, because that's, you know, what Sprout Right and my, my new book, Sprout Right Family Food, is really focusing on is, is educating the kids. But we've got to start with the adults. So for you understanding that a diet is not going to work for, for any, you know, parent out there who has a child that is perhaps overweight and maybe the parent isn't, you have to look a little bit deeper on, you know, where's that coming from? Mm -hmm. And also realize that during kids' development, it's very common for them to grow out and then sprout up. So jumping on the bandwagon of, oh, you're, you know, you're getting really big and your clothes, we got to buy you bigger clothes and you're getting fat or, you know, any kind of fat shaming or, or at the table saying, no, no, don't eat that and don't eat that. No, don't eat too much of that. Those kind of things just immediately is going to be shocking to a child who then hopefully is going to go out and go play a big soccer game. And then in another two weeks is going to have a growth spurt and then, you know, they shoot up again. So parents also have to look at what's the development of their, of their kids as well. And I talk all the time about this, get kids in the kitchen. You have to foster and nurture that relationship with food. And if they're in the kitchen, maybe if you're able to, or you can hit up a weekend or a weekday um, farmer's market, then they get to see kind of what's around. What should we try today? Let's go, you know, grab some carrots, give them a quick rub. Let's eat them at the market. For kids that also are picky parents, I have this all the time. Parents say, uh, my kids, they'll only eat French fries. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, how exactly is your child getting French fries? <laughs> well, because we go to McDonald's. I say, well, then don't. Yeah. And that that might really sound, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to guilt anyone, but we ourselves have to, as parents, have to look, or as adults, even have to look at what is it that we're doing to help support this situation. And when parents come to me and say, well, I've got such a picky eater, most of the time I'm saying, you know what, you really don't. You have a choosy eater, and again, labeling a child and saying this and that, that only just 
you know, puts them in a box and leaves them there. So then nobody tries to eat anything. Nobody says, here, let's try a pepper instead. Or what about the zucchini? Or because it takes effort and we're all so busy. And I get that. Um, even on social media today, I was talking about how about some, some veggie prep with a beautiful picture of a whole bunch of different color veggies. And someone replied and said, you know, oh, it just gets all the other chores get in the way. And I said, I know. But just, you know, chop up a pepper and throw that in the fridge. And then that's easy fast food for somebody to go and grab. We are back with Leanne Phillipson uh, from leannephillipson.com and sproutright.com. We have been talking about helping children learn to eat well. And I'll get back to that in a second, Leanne. Thanks for joining us again. Um, I want to throw some questions from uh, texters at you here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them here, and this is not especially related to exactly what we're talking about, but you'll get the point here in a sec. I'd love to hear your guests' feelings on the keto diet. Mm, Great question. Um, The keto diet is one that's gained popularity over the past year to a year and a half, and it does seem to work very well for people in the beginning. It is a diet that... Almost every single person that I know that has gone on the keto diet because they got excited about eating tons of meat and fat and and there's tons of health benefits. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking necessarily about that. It's the sustainability of the keto diet mm-hmm. that I see is very is difficult. You mean long term. So like you're long-term, unlikely yeah. to do it for the rest of your life. I don't think so mm-hmm. because there's just too many things out there that have grains and, you know, beer even. I spoke to a guy the other day who said, I just I lost 30 pounds on the keto diet. And I've heard that so many times. Men especially seem to gravitate yep. towards this diet over any other that I've ever seen. Perhaps intermittent fasting a bit more, but, but keto for sure, because you can have bacon every day and you can have your meat and your burgers and all of those kind of things and as much fat as you want. But but then, the, you know, you want your grains, don't you? You want to have a beer and you want to, you know. It's, so the sustainability of it, I have seen people do very, very well, feel like they've never felt before in their life in terms of blood sugar balance, feeling energetic, not hungry all day long. You know, they just eat because they know that it's time to, not because their blood sugar is crashing or they're crabby and, and, mm-hmm. and all of those kind of things. So it's um, it works. In the beginning is kind of what I'm going to say. It's not one that I prescribe to any of my clients. Uh, what are the benefits of kombucha? Mm, That's from great. Kitchener Waterloo. <laughs> That's great. Great <laughs> question. So kombucha is fermented tea, and it's very high in probiotics. And while it's a sweet, fizzy drink, you kind of think it tastes a little bit like pop, really the sugar um, has been used in the fermentation process. Just like when you have milk and it turns to yogurt, all of the sugar that's in the milk, the lactase, is used in the fermentation process. So it's it's a really super-duper drink that's a, an excellent alternative to anyone that can't um, ditch the pop or ditch their, you know, any, any soda pop that they absolutely love. Right. You can try to it. It has an aftertaste to it, so not everybody loves it, but... There's all Good sorts stuff. of different kinds. So I've I've had a, a number of different kombuchas, and I don't do them regularly. But uh, every now and again, we'll pick them up. And you know what? I don't love it, but there are some that are not as odious as others. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Adine from Brampton wants to know what's a good age for kids to start learning to cook. I started oh. making breakfast at 13. Okay, I think kids even at 
or two, three, four can start to, to help out in the kitchen. You know, I remember putting my kids on the floor with a saucepan and some toys in a saucepan and a, and a wooden spoon. That is their version of cooking. As right. they got older, you get a safe chair, put the back towards the uh, towards the counter, and they can sit there. I always start kids on mushrooms, chopping mushrooms just with a butter knife. And it's tremendous. And then you can have help them throw it into into a frying pan or whatever it is that you're doing with them. And their sense of accomplishment around that is absolutely huge. And it comes safety is probably the biggest thing when it mm-hmm. when you want kids to um, to cook. Well, there's so, fire, sharp things. Of course, yep. of course, all of those things. So you need to guide them. Could they maybe use a grater for something, or could you you know kind of manage uh, manage the knife situation? My kids have have learned most things with just a steak knife, non right. non serrated. I don't know what it is about the serrated knives; they cut fingers all the time. <laughs> So just be careful, uh, be careful with what they're chopping, but have them involved is so incredible and then manage the stove or the oven or whatever that happens to be. And some kids can be super responsible and getting them in early when they don't realize this is kind of, you know, what you're gonna have to do for the rest of your life is perfect. (laughs) I'm speaking with Leanne Phillipson. She is a registered nutritionist. Find out all about her at leannephillipson.com and sproutright.com. We have uh, Carmen on the text board and she says, Leanne, my kids, uh, with my kids, I encourage them to eat two healthy choices for each unhealthy choice without labeling them as good or bad. So they expand their Mm. palates, uh, but also have an understanding of each why or of why each food choice is important. They make their choices of food when we grocery shop and they're involved in preparing them. Is this a good method to install healthy habits for life? I think talking about food, having your kids choosing in the supermarket, them being aware of what fuels their body more than others. So it's not a good, bad situation. It's what what's going to nourish your body the most is a tremendous thing to do. And I think it's a conversation that needs to happen in all families. And I don't believe that it does. And that's part of our problem. Kathy from Burlington. Uh, uh, this might be the most epic text that we've gotten for a long okay. time. Certainly tonight. <laughs> Rules of life. One, diet is die with a T. I'd yeah. rather just have the T. Uh, yeah. Two, life is uncertain. Start with a dessert. Start with dessert. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Three, stressed is desserts spelled backwards. Four, health food is an attitude, not a product. Five, food science is wrong. Food is not just a collection of individual nutrients. Six, if you can't pronounce it, don't put it in your body. That's Kathy from Burlington. General thoughts? I love the last one. If you can't pronounce it, don't put it in your body. I'm all, I'm all about that one. And you know, the diet, the, the with the tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. We're just, we're just the diet culture that we're we're living in right now is, it's crazy. It's crazy. And if that's one thing, you know, my, my, I feel like my purpose in life is to help the next generation be health, be healthier than the last. And this absolutely speaks to everything that I try and do with with everything within Spurt Right and my book. So realizing that, um, you know, that there are times when dessert comes first. That's not a problem. Is that an everyday occurrence? No, because 
that's not going to fuel your body in the way that you want it to, but have the discussion around it. Mm -hmm. Why would you not have dessert every single day first? Well, because your body needs different nutrients and it's not all going to come from a piece of cake. Someone here says, I am a nutritionist. I have three kids who have been introduced to all sorts of healthy food. One of them would eat only starchy items up until about the age of five. Now she eats everything. Sometimes it's texture. Sometimes it's just the kid. That's right. And everybody's different. I have two kids and they're the way that they look at food and the way that their relationships seem to grow, even though I was trying to do the same thing with both. One of my kids still is pretty similar. She's a three meal a day kind of person. Don't nearly need snacks. I've got my breakfast, my lunch and dinner and make sure that I've got some meat and and that kind of thing on, on my plate. Whereas my other daughter has always been a snacker even to the point where she came home from school and she hadn't had her snack. She had to have her snack first before she would eat dinner. So <laughs> they're, they're all very different. And you can work towards that. You really can. It's, it's, it's fine. Leanne, thanks so much. I've been chatting with Leanne Phillipson, registered nutritionist at leannephillipson.com and sproutright.com. And the new book is called Sprout Right Family Food. Is that available everywhere? Can we find this everywhere? It is. And actually, right now at Chapters, they've got 25% off. So don't miss out on that one. Walk, don't run to Chapters. (laughs) Find Leanne Phillipson's book. Leanne, thanks so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon.